Welcome to That Tattoo Show, hosted by me, Paul Talbot and Chris Harrison. Each month we sit down and discuss current tattoo topics, including how the internet, social media and technology in general have changed the challenges facing the modern day tattooists in an informal, down-to-earth way that's aimed at artists of all levels and abilities. That Tattoo Show is made possible with the support of Electrum Supply. Head over to www.electrumsupply.com and pick up some industry-leading tattoo products for your next tattoo. Chris, yo, uh, you were saying to me earlier that the cost of everything's going up, yeah, uh, and including the cost of tattoo supplies. What are we going to do as tattooists, and how are we going to cope with the fact that a lot of our supplies and stuff are have gone up and are likely to go up further? Yeah. So it, I was just thinking, obviously, for instance, can I just can I just say this? I don't know if you've had this in Wales yet, right? This is how much things are going up, right? Not just in tattooing, but around just generally. I've just had a letter from my energy supplier to tell me that my energy bill in April is increasing by 50%. Yeah. Right? And in October, it's increasing by another 50%. So by the end of this year, the cost of heating my my studio and lighting my studio will be twice as expensive as it was today. Yeah. Now, obviously, that poses us... A massive issue, doesn't it? On top of that, then, you know, you've got in Europe specifically, you know, you've got tattoo inks that have gone up from, again, and I'll use a couple of examples. You know, you've got world famous ink that's gone up to like 25 euros, something like that, a bottle. Then you've got, you know, intends then that are on the higher end of this fucking price hike. And they've gone from like, you know, uh, $152 for a one ounce, a 19 bottle, one ounce set to $750. Dollars Fuck off. For a 19 bottle set of one ounce colours. Now, in his defence, Mario did come online on, on one of their socials and they, they did kind of explain why that, or some of the reasons why the price increased. They, they, they talk about the CTL testing, but we'll, they, that had to be done anyway. Um, from what I can understand is certain companies are using cosmetic grade pigments, which means it's costing them more for production. I doubt a 300% price increase is warranted though, but you know, you have to take, take their word for it. But then on top of that then, you've got like all these other little increases that are happening here, there and everywhere. Like the other day, I noticed that, you know, Distel, you know, we all use Distel, it's a chemical cleaner or like a, you know, it's like a hospital grade chemical cleaner. Yeah. Just chem- chemical detergent. Detergent. You use it for wiping your beds down. I used to pay £9.99 right, for a one litre bottle of the concentrate. They've now rebranded the bottle. I, I can't, like, I could be wrong, but I can't see any information on there that says if they've increased the concentration levels. But from, like, a first glance, it literally looks like they've gone... A one litre bottle in a different shaped bottle with a different plastic lid has gone from £9.99 to £89. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, okay, that's, that's then, nuts. Obviously, it's, it's going to affect us, isn't it? Yeah, you know? but then you're going to have the knock-on effect then, especially if you're buying supplies that are manufactured in the UK or even just buying them from companies in the UK. With the increased energy costs and all of that stuff, it means the production is going to cost more. And that's not just tattooing, that's like fucking food, everything. Everything's going to go through the roof. And like, 
as a tattoo artist, like every, I know everyone thinks that we all charge mega bucks. Like you go on like these 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 pages and and you see like how much people charge, and some of them charge extortionate amounts. Like, and like I've always had this attitude of like I want to be, I I want to I want to make a decent living, but I still want to be you know accessible by people. I want people to be able to get tattooed by me. So I've always kind of done a deal where. Instead of being like flat out, this is my hourly rate, and then every year put my hourly rate up, like some people have done. I've always just done a day rate, and I only put my day rate up like last year by 50 quid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like now I'm sitting here, and I need to sit down with the boys and have a chat. Like, and I'm so like now I'm sitting here thinking, well, with the rising cost of everything, you know, even fuel, like fuel, for me to go to work it used to cost me 50 quid. It's cost me 80 quid a week to get to work. That's going to keep going up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, so then yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, so what? Like, I'm thinking, like, how do I deal with it? Do I instead of working four or five days a week, I only work two days a week, but I split my days into two long sessions? Do you mean so? Like on a Monday and a Tuesday, I do four days worth of tattooing in those two days, which means I don't spend as much on fuel and 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 so on. Or do I turn around and be like? I scrap the entire day rate altogether and just be like, look, to make it fair for everybody, everybody's hourly. Or do I try and find a middle ground? Do you know what I mean? It's like, like what do we yeah, do? Yeah. Because I think no matter what we do, you are going to end up upsetting a few people. You're going to end up losing, potentially losing clients because of it. Because some people would understand and some people won't understand that. Like, it's costing me fucking a lot more or, or it's going to cost me a lot more yeah. to, to work. Like, Yeah, yeah. I'd... I think, I mean, ultimately, you've got two. You've got two things. Like we, we, you know, we charge an hourly rate or a day rate for things, and people expect tattoos to do. I mean, I've talked to the guys about this loads of times, and and I said I I don't think over the years, weirdly, tattooing the cost of tattooing has changed that much in the real world. I mean, I think in the you know, the upper echelons and all that, that, that doesn't really count because it's a different vibe. But, like, day-to-day street shops in the UK doing the work, if you walk in for a tattoo and you pick something off the wall, it's about 60 quid an hour. And if the guy's going to draw it up for you, uh, depending on who that person is, it's going to be about one one fifty an hour, something like that. And it hasn't really changed that much since I was a kid, almost. It's always been... a like about that price, right? Well, um, I see that that's that's interesting because, like, when I started tattoo, when I first started getting tattooed, like the studio that I was getting tattooed in, they used to charge twenty five pound an hour. But he was on his own; he was old school. Here's the thing: like around the UK, depending on where you are in the UK, the prices range from between about thirty quid an hour to sixty to probably about eighty quid an hour if you're in one yeah. of the bigger cities, right? For a for a walking tattoo. I've come in, I want three Roman numerals on my wrist or something like that. It's going to be between 30 and 80 quid an hour, depending on where you are in the country. If you go in and go, I want a portrait of my dog or something like that, then you expect that artist to be between 100 and £150 an hour. Yeah. Now, if it's, say it's costing you, I don't know, 50 quid to set your station up. And oh, then, see, and this then is all the mad thing, right? I gotta say this. I somebody posted that up the other day, like, oh, it cost me fifty quid to set up my station. And I call bullshit on that. There's no way it costs fifty quid. And I think No, right, no, no. I mean I'm just pulling that figure oh, out no, here no, as no, a round I, number. I, you know? I want us to sit down, we're gonna we're gonna do this, we're gonna make a video, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna work out exactly how much it costs to set up a station from the bottom end budget friendly stuff right up to the high end stuff. And this is just basically setting up cling film. 
you know, your process butters or your Vaselines, setting your needles yeah. out, ripping your kitchen roll. Because, like, there's no way it costs 50 quid to set up a workstation. It's like, what are you using? Like, gold-plated fucking tissue. I mean, yeah. you, you wipe yeah, your people's yeah. tattoos out with gold flake, like. <laughs> gold flake or something. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just pulling that out. I'm saying, like, imagine it costs you 50 quid to set your station yeah. up. With the, cost, with the cost of everything going up, that, that could go up to 80 quid to, to cost, you know, to... To, to set your station up right so what you have to, i think the sensible thing to do in order to retain clients is to absorb some of that cost yourself unfortunately so but you will at some point have to look at it and go you know if if it costs you 30 quid to do the tattoo and you get paid 30 quid to do it what's the fucking point of going to work exactly <laughs> do you know what i mean so you you we'll all have to look at it from a, a money point of view i think tattooists will always be okay because the most obvious thing that you do is that you don't buy any one of the very, very nicely branded, you know, expensive process butters. You go back to using cocoa butter or Vaseline, right? There's, and that's our first saving. Yeah, you, you, you know find, I mean? like, and this is one thing I'm going to be starting to do over the next couple of weeks and months is actually looking for more affordable versions of this product yeah. that we use on a day-to-day. I think on a day-to-day basis, I think, you know, you, you, you can't cut corners when it comes to, like, you know, needle usage. So you need to like you need to maintain certain standards with certain things. But when it comes to like yep. process glides, there's no really much need to spend. You know, thirty quid for on a process power when you. I mean, get- realistically, if I'd got a if you know if I was in in trouble, and I'd got to cut the tattooing process to the bone, I'd got to get so much meat off it. I'd got to get to the bone. The only things that I would say are absolutely not negotiable are ink and needles 100%. not negotiable at all 100% put all your money in your ink and your needles because that's what fucking matters I can use any old crappy paper towel if I have to I prefer plenty or bounty but I don't have to use that I can Ooh, use any kind of cheap cling I film know. I can I, use I Vaseline know. I can do that I, I, I think paper towels is a, a one like, yeah like. but it's not a critical what I'm saying is I, I, I would build it in tiers shit I must have I, I must have this ink, I must have these needles. We've all gone to tattoo conventions and they've all gone for the cheapest kitchen rolls possible. Yep. The problem you've got with that is like, it's like a false economy. It's like, it's cheaper. Yeah, you get to twice as three, much of it. Yeah. Exactly. So you may as well buy plenty. Yeah, you might. Because sometimes sheet, you look at that and you do sheet. And so, Juan sheet. But the thing is, we'll have to all look at that and go, look, this is 50 pence a roll on this paper towel, but it takes me, but I use one roll for a tattoo, but that stuff's 30p a roll, but it, it takes me two rolls to do the tattoo. So it's actually costing me more money for cheap, you know, what looks like a cheaper deal, you know. Like you wouldn't use uh, the those wipeout wipes from Mike DeVries, like yeah. you wouldn't use those, they're like fucking eight quid a pack. I don't use them anyway, you know. It's I don't use them anyway. I've tried yeah. them, obviously, you know, try every product, and they're okay. Like. I think what will happen is we'll all have to, you know, if this is going to go on for a, an amount of time, maybe this is like for a few years before things start settling down, because obviously with the energy bills, they're saying this is not sustainable. You know, there are people in the UK that are going to have to start making decisions between heating and eating. You yeah, know? that's, I mean, that's fucked up. That's just crazy. So there's got to be some kind of intervention with it. But so we, we we're probably going to be wearing this for a while. The government should be intervening, but they're not. When you got other countries like in Europe and the governments are intervening and fucking saying whoa 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 whoa, what's this fifty yeah. percent fucking increase? No chance. And you got old uh, Boris Johnson not bothering doing a thing like. They, 
Well, no, I don't, I don't think that's happening because they've only just announced this. I think that the government will come out and go, no, we've got to cap these prices. This is ridiculous. People can't afford it. And if they don't, then, I, I mean, I don't know, people are just going to start cutting, nicking each other's sheds, chopping them up and burning them. <laughs> or there'll be riots. You know, or there'll be riots or something. But I think what you've got to do, Sam, you know, I'm really in trouble and I've got to cut, I've got to cut the, the process down to the bone. Then I can... You know, I, I don't need to buy fancy soap and water in a pump. I can use a wash bottle just with a, you know, like a basic, like, you know, like a Costco green soap or something like that. Uh, I'd go back to using... Blue antibacterial fairy liquid and Listerine. Perfect. It's great. And Listerine, it's great, right? But, um, and then, you know, do I need a stencil fluid? Can I get away with using Dettol again? You know, and I can use that for cleaning and, and you know, and all that sort of stuff. And you have to start thinking about... Speaking of stencil fluids... Yeah. It's about... To, well, no, I think, uh, speaking of stencil fluids, now, now could be a, a perfect time to thank our sponsor. Oh, yeah. Well, I forgot to say that. This show is sponsored by our really good friends at Electrum. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast on Spotify then this is the reason we can afford to put this onto Spotify as a podcast, is because Rob gives us some money to help us out. And if you're watching us on YouTube, same thing, basically. We're able to do this every week because we get a bit of assistance from our friends at Electrum, which if the energy bills keep going up, we might not be getting any more because <laughs> Rob <laughs> might have to go, well, I'm going to I'm gonna have to cut that sponsorship deal. It's not necessary. <laughs> so uh, you never know. But we, we, we love Electrum. You know, Rob's a really old good mate of ours. He's a big fan of the show uh, and he's a, a big supporter of the show and we really, really appreciate his help. Uh, do me a favour, go and buy yourself some stencil fluid. Uh, you can buy the green stuff uh, or you can buy the other... What's that other stuff called? The stuff Gold that we standard, really like. Gold standard, isn't it? Gold standard. It's wicked. And, and like Quite possibly the strongest stencil fluids you'll ever use. Go and get them. They sell loads of great products. They're really great people. They're part of the industry. You know, they're industry owned. They're not a you know, conglomerate or whatever. Uh, and we want you to support them. They look after us. Let's look after them. And that's thanks to our sponsors. Right, what was we saying? One thing first, right? We need to have a discussion about these conglomerates, whatever you call it, because I don't think they're as bad as people think they are. So we're going to sit down, right, and actually have a chat one week about, you know, are they really the big bad wolf of the tattoo industry on both sides? Anyway. Coming up in the future on the show, uh, an episode... That is, are these trade associations and conglomerates and huge corporate monsters really what they're made out to be by some people, or are they just a bunch of people getting together and making a trade association? Coming up in the next couple of weeks on that tattoo show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. So you're on about like, yeah, you know, where you find savings and 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 yeah, you know, like using debt or you got to go old school, ain't you? You got to yeah. go back to, you know, what. What did we use before these? Because let's be honest, a lot of this stuff is time-saving, labour-saving, uh, and a little bit more convenient, right? Yeah. But you, but you pay for convenience. You know what I mean? Oh, so 100%. maybe what we've got to start doing is looking at the less convenient products uh, until such a time. But then, see, you got to weigh up the balance then, because like if something is Absolutely. less convenient, right? Over the long term, how much money is that costing you? Over how much you saving? So, like, you know what I mean. So, I, I was thinking, right, like for me, from a from a, a, a an artist to kind of client base, uh, I was our level. I was thinking, like, you know, how can I, how can I do the best of both? Like, and I don't, I 
see where you so I see where you, your opinion would be. It's like you know at the moment, like let's just say the day rate is like three fifty, and you get six hours for three fifty, right? Which is extremely low for the quality of work that comes from our studio, and it's extremely low compared to most artists. Um, so I was like sitting there thinking, like, you know, do I instead of doing that, kind of meet people halfway and be like, right, look. My costs are going up. I can either go, it's an hourly rate and this is how much you pay an hour, which means this is how much it's going to cost you from now on. Or do I meet you halfway and go, the first three hours, I do a deal on. There's a session rate on the first three hours of your tattoo. And that's like, say, let's just say we do 200 quid for three hours. After that, it's an hourly rate of X amount, which means that, you know, you got the decision. You got the choice that you can only get three hours. Then, or yeah. if you want to do four or five hours, you can do that. We're still giving you a bit of a saving, and we're still being able to earn enough to cover the costs of the increased, um, increased prices of all, all the stuff that we, we have to use. Yeah, I mean, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to carry on doing what I'm doing. I put my price up for the first time in about five years. I, I put it up. Um, at the beginning of this year because I haven't changed my day rate for five years. So I've tried to hold it for people. Um, and and we just got to a point where we're like, it's got to be like that. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm just going to carry on doing what I'm doing, the way I'm doing it, and I'm going to keep an eye on, you know, my waiting list and my cancellation list because I don't have a cancellation list. So if I start getting cancellations, then, I, you know, that's normally an indicator that people are starting to struggle. Mm. I do the best that I can to make it as easy as the cancel, you know, I tattoo on Saturdays and Sundays because it means that my clients don't have to take a day off work, right? So I, I try and do that. Instead of worrying about meeting them halfway financially, I try to make it really easy so that it doesn't, there's no other financial then, like, impact in their lives. I'm not in a position you know I mean? where I can do that because like, obviously my, my daughter yeah. growing up is like the weekend is yeah. the only time I get to spend of course. realistically with the family because she's not in school. So you've got to look at, you've got to look at, you know, what can you do your life? Like for instance, like I do, I do consultations for all my tattoos. So I've said to people, look, fuel's getting expensive. I'm going to try and save you on Nessie Trap necessary travel so for these consultations that i do well i'm just going to do them via facetime or zoom yeah and stuff like that so at least one of the sessions where it's really just us chatting and me normally scribbling on the person's arm i'll basically get them to send me a photograph of their arm say and then i'll just draw on it while i'm chatting to them share the screen with them and they haven't had to spend 50 quid getting here in the car so i try to do that to make it you know to to reduce the overall cost of the tattoo but i'm just going to carry on sit and you know keep an eye on your business see how things are going uh, obviously if you're already you know close to having a problem then you gotta you gotta have, have to act fast and and, and yeah. trim stuff down oh, and, we're, we're, know, we're that way sort of away stuff. from that like no we're a long ways away from that I, but i like yeah i mean i like planning ahead we are the mean? same well, it's like hope for the best, but plan for the worst. For the worst that's yeah. that's basically what it is. Hope for the best, plan for the worst. Chris, what is a real tattoo career then? What on earth are you talking about? I'm going to read something out now for everybody, so you can kind of be on the same page as as me, and you'll have an understanding of where this conversation is going. Now, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to call anyone out, and I don't want to kind of like obviously 
put people's names online without kind of their permission. But essentially, I saw somebody posted a comment the other day, and this person is not a tattoo artist, but they are an aspiring artist. They've put on, they've they posted on a like a, a tattoo talk page or whatever. Um, I've been working on practicing my drawing skills and tattooing on fake skin. I work a full time job, but becoming a legal slash licensed and good tattoo artist is my goal. Now, I need to do tattooing because at 40 and needing a career change, that change needs to be something that feeds my soul. I love and want to do an apprenticeship, but I have my kids on the weekends and only on the weekends. And I think there is, uh, you know, do I... Now, do you think there's any hope for me in getting an apprenticeship somewhere? You know, that could accept my work schedule or do I need to try and continue self-teaching? I'm willing to put in the work and I respect this as a craft. And I feel like that's a fairly reasonable kind of post and question to ask. Now, the first comment that I noticed was off uh, somebody who I'm assuming is a tattoo artist and they've gone, it won't be a real career if you don't do it the right way. Getting an apprenticeship and putting a year or two of work minimum is your best bet ever making a living. You could spend 10 years teaching yourself and still suck ass. And unless you're already an amazing artist, you're about 30 years behind the professionals who have been committed to art since they were children. Art isn't a career you pick up in your 40s. Either you give it your entire life to, to it, either you give your entire life to it now or accept that at best it'll be a hobby in your free time. Now, I didn't initially, I wanted to reply to that and be like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, uh, uh, it won't be a real career. But I thought I'll save that and we can have the discussion on you because I feel like that comment in itself is completely, I completely disagree with it. Because I, the second I read it, I'm like looking at it thinking some of the best tattoo artists that I know, some of the most ones that I've had and still to this day have extremely successful careers have not done an apprenticeship. Um, yeah, um, the, the bit of the comment that, that I'm picking up on is the, there's this idea that um, a bit like, I guess, what, like a, Olympic athletes, we've dedicated our entire lives as children in some sort of, um, I don't know, sweat, you know, sweat camp, you know, type of thing to, like, we've dedicated our entire lives to drawing. And that if you don't dedicate your entire life to do it, then uh, it's, it's nonsense. I mean, the, the reality of that is if you do anything full-time for five years, you'll have put your 10,000 hours in and you will be professional. You can do anything in 10,000 hours. It just depends how quickly you can get through those 10,000 hours. So if you, you know, if you pick up a guitar in your 40s and you play it for 15 hours a day every single day, you'd be a better fucking guitar player than me. And I've been playing since I was eight years old. So um, I, I don't hold with that. I don't think it's about the quantity of time that you spend. I think it's the quality. You can also remember that somebody in their 40s has uh, got a much higher ability to learn and retain information. They've probably got tons of transferable skills that they can bring, ac bring across from that. I think the, the apprenticeship process is... I've got to be honest with you, Chris, and I, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, I know, but I'm, I think the, re, the apprenticeship process in this day and age is largely redundant. And you know, so I think it's nothing like it used to having, be, is it? No, it's not like it used to be. Having someone to sit and teach you does speed up the process. Um, and, and I get that having to find 
the information for yourself will slow you down. But that's kind of based on when the information wasn't available everywhere. You can literally... I mean, I've done this because I've looked at it when we've been researching stuff for the channel. You can go onto YouTube and pretty much, I think, honestly, if I had to learn the mechanics of tattooing just so that I could hold the machine and, un and understood how it worked and then have enough information to practice, I think you can get that information in about an afternoon on YouTube. It's like, you know, they're talking about you've got to put three years into this or you can spend a day of your life on YouTube gathering enough information to do that and then keep researching as you go along. I just don't think that that argument holds water these days. The I just don't think it does. The aspect for me is like how much time you put in practicing. Like it, it does take you a lot of time to get to that level where Absolutely. you're going to be comfortable putting on people's skin. But like when I read that, I was like, you know, getting an apprenticeship and putting a year or two of work minimum is your best bet ever making a living. I didn't do a two-year apprenticeship. I didn't do a three-year apprenticeship. I done six-year apprenticeship. Oh, sorry, six-year. I done less than six months of apprenticeship, right? And I've had a fairly successful career. You know, I, I've got. I've been tattooing for fifteen years. I've got steady clients. You know, yeah. it, yes, it took me a little bit longer because I learned a lot of um, mistakes or bad habits. But then, yeah, you know, me too. Yeah, it, it, it is what it is. But I had the drive, and I had the 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 the. the the, the want to be a tattooist and like I think I, I, I'm thinking about it just now it's like I think I know more people right that have had a full on apprenticeship that are shit than I know people who haven't done an apprenticeship and are at the top of their game I've I got to be honest with you I think that you know say tomorrow I wanted to become a drummer right I think that if I went out and bought myself a drum kit and did a load of research online and learnt the fundamentals of it, I reckon I could be playing in a band inside two years. Yeah. And I don't think tattooing's any more difficult than learning to play the fucking drums. So, at the end of the day, I don't think you've you got to be eight years old. If you're not eight years old no, and dedicate your life to it, like some, some kind of North Korean protégé that they churn out of factories, if it's yeah. not like that, it's, it's fucking art. No, it's just learn to draw. If we, let's, use, let's use that tattoo show as an example, right? I studied filmmaking when I was in college, right? And I ended up becoming a tattoo artist, and because that was my, my my goal. Like you know, I, my mother was like, "You've got to go to college because you know, you either get a job, you go to college." At the, at the age I was at, I was like, "Ah, oh, fucking a job, I'll go to college." Studied filmmaking, but then I didn't I didn't touch it. And the break that I had from filmmaking, right up until the point that we started doing that tattoo show, right, was so long that everything changed so much. Like, you know, remember those white IMAX? It was, I, think, I think it was the IMAX that came out not long e after. It was an EMAC, the white one. EMAC, and it was all, the first time they had it yeah. all built in. That was the Mac yeah, yeah. that I was using when I was in college, right? So you see the, the gap is, you know, you go from that to, to the iMac then. It's such a drastic yeah, gap. Yeah. So the editing software changed a lot. So, like, I found myself having to relearn everything that I knew, yeah. like, about it. I had a basic understanding from college, but, like, for editing this show, I had to learn a completely new programme, and how did I learn to do it? YouTube. YouTube. Like, and, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, an ev it's the, the same story, but even less initial information. I didn't know how a camera works. When I, when I started filming... I was so clueless about my camera, I didn't even know that the screen on the back was articulated. It took me a full day of filming to find that by accident. That's how <laughs> clueless I was. That I, I thought I'd broke the camera when the screen came out. 
Right, so That's I'd been funny. filming the whole thing, holding a camera, just looking, trying to just look at the lens to frame it. That was, I was just guessing yeah, yeah. everything, right? Um, I knew nothing about cameras. I knew nothing about editing video. I knew nothing about frame rates, about colour spaces, what a lot was. Yeah. Nothing at all. And in the time that, you know, the, the, the I don't know, couple of years of vlogging, uh, of doing that, just learn by doing it, by mucking it up and doing it. Like, if you're going to make mistakes, don't make mistakes on human skin. Make it on practice skin, just not just as a thought, right? Yes. But it hasn't stopped us having a YouTube channel and a podcast. Yeah, and a podcast. It, it hasn't stood in our way. I mean, wh- I didn't go to film school. I didn't, I didn't start studying filming since I was eight years old. It isn't my calling. I just fancied having a crack at it and did it. Now, am I going to make Schindler's List? Probably not, right? Do I enjoy this? Do I get something out of it? Does it d- creatively, does it, you know, does it give me something? It does all of those things. You yeah. might not do the Sistine Chapel of tattooing if you start tattooing at 40, but you can definitely have a career. Like, you can definitely have a 10-year career. Well, You're 40 years old. You put, a couple of, you put a couple of years into it. You could probably right, get like 20 to get really 20 good. career out of it. 25 years. Exactly. Career, say it takes you five years to get good at tattooing, right, from practising to actually working in the shop. You're 45 years old, right? Well, you can, you can tattoo for 20 years. You're yeah. absolutely fine. And you might do some of the best tattooing tattoos that the world have ever seen. You might be the greatest tattooist that we've ever seen. Because yeah. we, we don't know. You haven't started tattooing yet. But I wouldn't listen to some, somebody going, oh, you can't do this and you can't do that. Because it's nonsense, you know. Like, ignore them. Just get on with it. If you want to do it, do it. Do it properly. Just do it properly. Don't fuck anybody up. Don't give anybody infections. Learn infection prevention and control. Yeah. Learn Take the, the necessary precautions. Like, like. But do you Get think though, just ignore do, them. Do, 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 this goes back to gatekeeping. Though. Is this like the part of the, the last generation of gatekeepers that are, are like, you know, oh, loyal to the coil, yeah. you know, you've got to do this properly? Absolutely. And I just think it's like such a... Absolutely. Such a, so, yeah, as somebody that's not done a proper apprenticeship and has had a real career and currently does have a real yep. career from it, uh, I yep. completely call bullshit on comments like that. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I, you know, I, I, it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there, right? And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, I think about it with, you know, with musicians, you know, and you can have guys st- start music really late in their life and get really, really good. And, oh, you didn't start learning classical music when you were eight years old or read music. Some, some of the, you know, some of the best guitar players in the, in, in the world, some of the first call guitarists didn't start playing the guitar until they were in their 20s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They've had 30-year careers. Yellow, you know, yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, he can't. He can't read music. Exactly. You don't need any of that. Like, just do it. But remember, what we're talking about is we're not. We're talking about a permanent art form. So somebody has to wear your bad day at the office, right? So if like, don't have a bad day at the office on human skin. You know, do all your practicing on practice skin, and 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 do that, and then wait till you're confident. The first person who gets a tattoo from you is always you. So your worst tattoo is on yourself. You know, make sure that, you know, you're the person that suffers. That's why every one of us has got at least one leg covered in utter shit tattoos because that's how we all wear <laughs> tattoos. That's the rite of passage. You've got to give at least one limb to the tattoo gods. you got to, right? My legs are shit. Like, yeah. uh, I, I think definitely, like, you know, obviously the, the, it is good to have a mentor. And, you know, and I, I just want to, you know, I want to say that. It's good to have a mentor. It is good to have... Um, have an apprenticeship it is good because you know you you are gonna be taught you know 
hopefully taught the correct ways of doing things you know not necessarily always because you know sometimes it's like the blind leading the blind like you've got people that are really shit tattoo artists teaching people to be tattooists so so i think that's where like i i completely disagree with that that statement yeah, because if you're saying like you know it is proper it's like it, again you've got a really shit tattoo artist giving somebody an apprenticeship that means that a really shit tattoo artist has just taught another person to be a really shit tattoo artist but then you know, exactly. Joe blogs down the road has learnt on YouTube, or they've learnt by teaching themselves, and they are far better. But they're going to get frowned upon by certain people within the industry, and and be told that you know it won't be a real career. I I just think you know that's just it's mate your own like if I was talking to that guy that made that comment, I'd be like, look, mate, stop taking yourself so seriously. You're only a tattooist. Like, that's all it is. We're only tattooists. That's the thing you, you, you need to hang on to. There's nothing else there. We're only tattooists. We provide, uh, we provide art to our clients, right? Yeah. And if you care about that and you care about the quality of your work and you care about not getting people sick, then you're on the right line. So I, I'm not going to look down yeah. on anybody. However, they, however you get there is how you get there. It don't matter. You know, yeah, like you said, there's, there's people that have never had an apprenticeship. There's some of the best tattooists in the world, and there's some people that have had five-year apprenticeships. So it's still shit. It doesn't make any difference. It's the quality of the teaching, not the quality of the students. Yeah, if if we go back to one of our very first in or one of our earlier interviews when we first started the channel, where I don't know if we could like get that kind of. Uh, put up as a podcast is like we sat down and we had a really good chat with jesse smith and it, you know the conversation was like four hours you know we were up to like 3 a.m in the morning chatting with him and you know we were talking we were talking about his early career and how we got into tattooing and so on and like you're looking at somebody right that i would class as an extremely successful tattoo artist they've had an extremely Absolutely. successful career when i first heard about jesse smith was through my my, my missus because she wanted to get tattooed at that time and this is like over 10 years ago now he had a four-year waiting list do you know what i mean yeah so that's that that shows that somebody is successful he's then gone on to be on that like ink master and stuff like that he's got a massive studio he's got loads of artists working for him he runs a tattoo convention so somebody yep. that has not done an apprenticeship has gone on to have an extremely successful career. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't matter how you get there as long as when you get there, you're doing it properly. And it's all I about that. I will get slated that. for saying this. I, I, 100%. We will get slated by people within the industry for voicing our opinion. And, and that you don't necessarily have to do an apprenticeship to get where you want to get. The big problem with all of this is... Ultimately, we've talked about this loads. The world is changing. The world yeah. has changed. There are, you know, learning possibilities are completely different now. And the the whole world is shifting. You know, yeah. people are, instead of going to guitar teachers and guitar schools, kids are teaching themselves to, to play the guitar on YouTube. And they're really good. And people are doing that with tattooing. And they're yeah. really good tattooists. As long as you make sure, what I, what I consider to be the like the most important thing is make sure you study infection prevention and control 100%. and bloodborne, bloodborne pathogens. pathogens. You can get that training. You can pay for that training around the world. Make sure that you are absolutely clear on that because you are putting needles in another human being. Other than that, however, however you draw and what you do is completely down to you. Art's art, man. It's subjective. Infection is not subjective. The other, the other side of this as well is... 
as much as like I feel like if I was a hundred percent going, you must do an apprenticeship and everything, I would be a hypocrite because I never went that path. Again, like I only done less than six months of an apprenticeship because the shop shut down and so on. So I would class myself as primarily self-taught artist. But yeah. with the knowledge that I've got now, if I was to turn out to somebody who if that person asked me that question, I would say, and if you want to teach yourself, you need to make sure that you're looking into what the the repercussions would be if you are caught doing it because you know using it as an example like again the, the different regulations all over the world but like in the uk it would be classed as a trading standards thing if you've got like number one if you've got if you're tattooing from your home and it's not set up and licensed you could get done and if you get done that could then hinder you getting a license further down the line so you know you need to look at getting yourself in with the environmental health board getting a license even if you've got a garage and you kit it out like a like a full-on tattoo studio you go we don't call them garages these days we call them private tattoo studios yes right you know if you've got a private (laughs) tattoo studio or shed or whatever and it's kitted out and it meets those standards you know you've got to take those necessary precautions to make sure that you don't get in trouble later down the line and like like for example in wales they are going to be changing the regulations which means again I, I said it's another podcast i think i said it earlier in this one in the long term thing is you know you are going to have to do infection protect infection prevention and control you're going to have to have a criminal background check your premises is going to have to be licensed and insured um you have to have a specific type of premises so if you do have a private studio you there are certain things that will be implemented such as like you know, you can't have like a garage as a private studio that doesn't have a toilet in it. So you couldn't let people go yeah. into your house. It has to be self-contained, you know, business. Yeah. So that then you need to register that business with the taxman. So you, and and yeah. if so, if you then are somebody that is practicing from home, and this is something you all need to understand, is like as much as we are saying it's not that bad, um, there are issues that could arise from it. Like if you are practicing from home and you do get reported and the environmental health come to your house, the trading standards come to your house and so on, that could fuck you long term. Because yeah. if you do get a criminal record for illegally tattooing um, or having an illegal business set up in your house because trading standards would class that as an, illegal, an, an unregistered business and so on, having that mark on your record means that when you do come to apply for a legitimate license, they're going to go, oh, criminal background check. You got a criminal record yeah. for illegally tattooing. You can't yeah. get a license. So you've got to make sure that you're doing it all the right way so you don't fuck yourself up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But there's nothing to stop you learning by yourself, you know, no. if that's where your life it's is. Gonna you know, you, it'll um, definitely take you, you longer. Know. It'll take you a little bit longer. It will take you longer. It's, it, I, I think, you you know, like, like we've said before, that it's much more frustrating teaching yourself because sometimes you can't find the answer until you find out what the question is. You know, you know there, there are frustrations, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, that's that shouldn't you will find it it'll just take you a little bit longer and obviously if you're if you're a bit older then time is of the essence sort yeah. of thing but if you're a bit older you're probably better at finding the information as well yeah. you know you probably you know if you're 40 then things like making sure that the place is licensed and registered and the laws that control it and everything obviously if you're working on practice skin it's just a hobby it's no problem but if you start actually tattooing no, people then you the need thing, to start though. thinking about this, being legit you know this is the thing though even if you've got ta- this is what is going to happen and even if you've got practice skin if you've got tattoo equipment in your house 
and you're tattooing, you'll use it for practicing or whatever, you still need to make sure that it's in a suitable environment. So what you have to do is you phone your local health authority, you explain to them what you're doing, you ask them what hoops you need to jump through, you do the necessary, and, and you get on with it. Like, don't let these things stand in your way. Like, just, you know, however you get there, get there, you know, but get there safely and don't hurt anybody on the way, you know what I mean? Like, you just phone your local health authority, what do I need to do? If you, Especially if you're 40, you're used to dealing with professional situations, right? So, like, do that, you know, yeah. at, find the information, get the information, and, like, make sure you don't screw yourself up further down the line. You, Mate, you'll be absolutely fine. And ignore online forums full of people that think it's 1923. Because how many not, fucking hypocrites you know. are there out there? Like, how many times... Yeah, right, exactly. I, 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 can, I can't even tell you how many times I've been into... Like, I used to go to the Liverpool Tattoo Convention, right? I don't work it anymore because um, the last time I went, my car got broken into, like, three times in one weekend in the hotel car park. And I was like, fuck that. Like, it literally cost me more money to do the show than it, it than, than ever. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll never work it again purely based on that. It was a lo- I used to love the show as well. But one thing I had always noticed, right, is all these... A lot of them were American artists, but a lot of artists that are used to having air conditioning. <laughs> we don't have air conditioning in the UK because it never gets fucking that hot. But a lot of these artists would come over. They've all, like, loyal to the coil. They've all done their apprenticeships. They're all very... And they would be the kind of people that, you know, are on this post going, you know, if you don't do it properly, you know, it needs to be done this. The amount of those people, right that fucked off out of the convention and tattooed in their hotel rooms because they could open the window. Hypocrites, like. Answer that and stay fashionable. Do you know what I mean? How many hypocrites are in tattooing? It's unreal, like. Far too many. And, like, and like I've, I think I've said in one of the other shows, like, that this is a system, and all systems only exist to maintain the system. And all of this stuff that you're hearing is just about people maintaining the status quo, and they're afraid of anything that comes into the industry that's different. Fuck the system. Just get on with it. Do your thing. Or, like, you know, it's cool for them. Like, they, they, they could turn around and be like, oh, you know, they'll slag people off, and then they'll... They'll, they'll get the chance to tattoo a celebrity and, you know, they're there with their watches on and in someone's yeah, house yeah, on their that. sofa and I'm like... Don't do as I do, do as I say. That's exactly. Well, that, that don't work for me. And so with that, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah. This has been we'll that tattoo keep going show. on and on and on and on and on and on and on. keep moaning. This is just turning into a moan, right? Don't forget, like, subscribe, you, comment, you know, all that sort well, of stuff. Press well, all them buttons. But what have we established? We've what, 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 at what, the what, end what? of the conversation, right, we have established, right, that you can still get a good career even if you don't do it the right way. Yeah, absolutely. There is no right way. Just get there, however you get there. You know, don't matter to me. And with that, I've been Paul. And I've been Chris. And this has been That Tattoo Show. Take care. Ba-ba-ba-ba-bow-bow. <laughs> <laughs>